Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 349, and our amazing guest today is Kristen Hartnagel. Hi, this is Kristen Hartnagel. You are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I am super pumped about our guest today, Kristen Hartnagel. Kristen is the founder of Evolve Now, and she's a founding member of Brand Builders Group. She's a professional speaker, a professional brand strategist, and a certified infinitive possibilities trainer. I just love that certification. As a professional singer, songwriter, and recorded artist, a beautifully effective way to deliver her message is with keynote concerts. So I am super excited to dive in. Today we will be talking about a personal brand and that this is not you, which might be quite an amazing conversation to have and will help you in your understanding for branding for your business. In case we have not met yet, I'm Christine Schlonsky, the host of Heart Sales Podcast, where I talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a widely successful business. In many cases, these amazing human beings had to overcome some challenges when it came to selling their products and services. Past guests include Bob Burke, Ian Altman, Andrea Waltz, Pia Silver, as well as Kate Erickson, Susie Carter, and Natalie Latwell. This episode is brought to you by Heart Sells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs who love what they do, but don't really enjoy selling to redefine sales for them. We show them how to sell with ease, how to transition into the sale with grace, and how to close with confidence. If you do struggle with selling a little bit, you want to check out christineschlansky.com and book your sales assessment session where we take you really, really deep into your sales process, analyze your sales skills and figure out what's really in your way to sell successfully from your heart. So let's dive in with the wonderful Kristen Hartnagel. I am so super pumped you are here today, Kirsten. Welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on as your guest. Yeah. We connected through a very beautiful soul who was a guest on the show a while ago, Judy Hoberman. And I just love how we connected and yeah, how much value you bring to the world. So I could not wait to get you on Heart Sales Podcast to talk about all the heart-centeredness and brand building in uh, being you, obviously, and then also your own little project of evolution, <laughs> so to speak. So I can't wait to dive in with you. Where should we start? Like what's, what's on your heart today? First of all, let's do acknowledge Judy Hoberman because she is just a delicious human being. She contributes so much to women in leadership. And yeah, without her, we wouldn't know one another. And that's just, it describes her. She's such a giver and a connector. And um, so if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it. So I'm glad she introduced us. This is really yeah. a delight to get to know you. De definitely. Yeah. Judy is a wonderful connector. And as you said, super heart centered. We had so much fun in our episodes together. And uh, yeah, what she brings out 
to the world, especially to connect us women is just amazing. And mm-hmm. that's, that's also when I know, you know, when you enter someone's world and you are so aligned with them, right? It just clicks. Then, you know, the people they surround themselves with must be great people, right? There's no doubt about that. So I was so excited to get to know you a little bit better and to finally have you on Hard Cells podcast. So let's Thank let's dive you. right in for our listeners. Like what can they learn, especially, so there are two topics, right? There's like, you're the founder of Evolve Now, but also the co-founder of Brand Builders Group. So where do you think people who struggle with sales would love for us to start the conversation. I think um, that if we were to talk a little bit more about building a personal brand, that helps people who are in all industries and who are selling because personal branding really is about getting so clear on your messaging that you can articulate what you do and how you serve in a way that is compelling. So I think that would be good to start. But let me just clarify, I'm a founding team member of Brand Builders Group, and the co-founders are actually a husband and wife team, Rory and AJ Vaden. Okay, cool. So what... Why do I need a strong brand? If I'm, you know, if I'm a coach or a consultant, why can't I just coach and consult? Why do why should I consider to become a brand? That is such a great question. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around building a personal brand. And there's a couple of things I'd love to clear up. The first is that building a personal brand is about you. So, so many people think that if I want to build a personal brand, it's because I want to be an influencer or a celebrity, or I'm just trying to, you know, kind of build some fame. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Those things happen as a byproduct, hopefully, if you do it really well. But the reason that you gain exposure and grow your audience is it's only going to happen if you're giving value. So myth number one, building a personal brand is really not about you so much as it is about the people that you serve. It's about being so clear that there's no mistaking that you are their person. You're the person that they should be doing business with. So the second reason people should build a personal brand is because there's so much noise out there. We just need to be able to let people feel who we are. If we can express ourselves, if we know ourselves and we're able to demonstrate who we are and show a little bit of our character and let our heart shine through, people will react, respond. They'll be magnetized. I always like to say, if we can do this well, it's as if we're a magnet and not a megaphone. And the third thing is that we do a lot of marketing, but marketing without some deep inner soul searching work, without exercises to really clarify who you are and what you do and how you serve. If that work isn't done, marketing in essence is like throwing a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and hoping something sticks. So it's spraying and praying instead of being super focused so that people can, again, feel that you are their person. Yeah, I I love that. So personal brand is not about you. (laughs) isn't that that weird it's so counterintuitive it it totally is right because when you think influencer 
you know, like pictures come to mind, like, oh, and, you know, I love traveling. So obviously I'd post travel pictures as well. But, you know, me in my Ferrari and me in the Maldives and me over here, which maybe is part, but I think some people just think that's personal branding. If you put yourself out there in, you know, beautiful, expensive cars, then that's how you build your brand. And it's about the soulmate, how I would call them. So the, the clients mm. you serve Absolutely. and the beautiful thing you do, the gift you have, whatever you give to the world. And I think that's so important. And there's a lot of misunderstanding in the markets of what a personal brand is, what an influencer is. And I always love to approach it from that perspective. How can you serve more people, which obviously you gain more influence when you when you achieve that but it's not about only about your lifestyle I mean if you teach a little bit lifestyle you should show a little bit lifestyle but it's like what can people do when they learn from you what empowers them on that path so I just Mm. I just love it and I think there's um Uh, There are corporations, uh, companies who are really understanding the power of personal branding now, and they're looking to find people within their organization that they can position as a thought leader, that they can Mm -hmm. kind of help support them building their personal brand. Because at the bottom line, people do business with people rather than with companies. And so as an individual, you can cast nets that the company can never cast. And so if you're looking to um, attract the people about the content that you're trying to sell or the products or services that you're offering, and you find people within your organization who can talk about those things through their unique lens, that is really what's going to help um, cast nets that the company can't cast. And so it's a really good thing to find people and, and help them really understand how to have that voice, how to give away so much value and education that now they're also attractors to the company. Mm, yeah, I, I love that idea. So what, what can people do who are maybe just starting out to become a coach or a consultant or to go into like being a healer where can people start with that personal brand building and and what kind of questions can they ask themselves so they know like I'm at least you know I'm on the right track and Mm. people will recognize me as a brand which obviously helps to attract clients and so on and so forth absolutely I think to start off, uh, we, we call these the brand DNA helix questions. And wow. the first question, yeah, it's like really the essence of who you are is your DNA. Now, how can we articulate that so clearly out into, like we want to get clear on the internal facing messaging. So you are so confident that everything you put out is going to be in alignment with this internal clarity. But most people skip that step. Most people say, if I'm going to start a business, if I'm trying to grow my coaching or consulting, then I need an amazing website. But to build an amazing website without first getting clear on how we should language who you are, uh, it's almost like building a very, very expensive billboard. And most websites that you see, they're like 
here I am. Here's what I do. Benefit, benefit, benefit. Don't you want to work with me? And tap dancing real pretty isn't the same as making a real connection. You want to be relatable. So the first question you want to ask yourself is, what problem do I solve? And it's really one of the hardest questions in the very first part of building a personal brand because you solve a lot of problems and we're really wanting you to do that deep mental work of isolating out of all the problems that you solve. How can we get that distilled into a one word representation of the problem that you solve? And so typically when I ask that question, people will rattle off benefits. I'll say, what problem do you solve? And they'll say, I help people do this, this, and this. And so it's a little bit of a shift in a paradigm that I'm not asking about the benefits. And that's challenging because you live in the space of the benefits. You really know how to articulate that. I'm asking you to look at the inverse of that. All of these benefits are only of value if the person that you're serving understands that they have a need. In sales, we know we cannot sell something to somebody that we know they need if they don't know they need it. So how can we articulate the problem you solve? That's the very first question we should be asking. Do you have some examples, right? Everybody knows like benefits, you save money, you make money, you I don't know, you keep out of jail, whatever, like the, those motivators that every entrepreneur basically has, there's a benefit when you work with someone. But what, do you have some really cool examples of personal brands that could actually put it into one word? Mm, absolutely. I, I'll use just kind of a generalization because in the world of coaching, we typically will say, I help people get over themselves or I help people break limiting beliefs or, and, and so those are good things. But when somebody needs to break through limiting beliefs or when they need motivation, what is it that they're struggling from? So I would suggest that people start with just a word cloud. If somebody has limiting beliefs, they may be feeling insecure, unsupported, Um, They may have failed so many times that they just lack self-esteem. And so that would be a lack of confidence. Um, And then we, or, or maybe it's even unworthiness, right? At the core. And then you want to just look at that whole word cloud and say, of the things that I do in my coaching, what problem stands out the most as as what I know I'm uniquely positioned to help solve for. And so let's just take unworthiness as an example. It does not mean you're going to start marketing unworthiness. Nobody really wants to say, I don't think that people self-identify with feeling unworthy. But when you really think about the people you serve and you strip away all the things that are at Um, cause of them underperforming, if unworthiness really is what's causing them to not perform well, and you know that you can help them um, overcome unworthiness, now you're giving words to how it feels to be unworthy, even if you never use the word unworthiness. You know what it feels like. You know how to describe what it feels like. And when you can talk about that, suddenly people say, wait, How does she know? 
Like, it's like she climbed inside my head and my heart. <laughs> where, where is she? They start to listen because you're relatable. Where have you been all my life? It's like you were a fly on the wall. So being able to narrow that down really helps. And then we want to make a word cloud of all of the benefits. And these word clouds are foundational because it is what we're going to use when we start to develop those external facing assets like email copy, like the words on your website, like the, your video content for social media. Um, but we have to start first about getting clear on who you are. And when people skip that step, you'll notice that they're all over the place. They're talking about so many different topics that it's very confusing. And so if somebody finds you for the very first time and they don't know who you are, and it looks like you're trying to be an expert at too many things, it's they're not really seeing. In fact, I have a great story to share. I had an oral surgeon who wanted to grow his personal brand and he was making video clips. And what he said was, I'm trying to follow this formula about talking about the problem before I just dive in with the solution, just like you suggested, Kristen, but I'm just not feeling that people are relating to it. So I asked him to role play and he shared, I'm trying to tell surgeons um, how to stop unexpected bleeding. So I wanted them in surgery. I wanted them to just talk about, um, like go through this mental checklist. Don't be caught off guard. And I explained to him that the energy with which he was creating that video was talking at people, telling people, don't forget to go through your mental checklist, kind of be prepared was his message. Instead, we want to help people feel what it's like to be unprepared. First, we want to say you want confidence, say, in oral surgery. The problem is things happen unexpectedly all the time. If you were to create a little checklist before you go into surgery, imagine how much more confident you'll be. And so the feedback that he gave me from the very first video that he made that wasn't impactful is that the comments were, wow, it sounds like you really know how to help people. And there's the rub. People see, wow, you do good work. Good for you. Go help them. But they don't see that they're the ones who need the help. When you get better and better at articulating the way it feels to have that problem, suddenly they're like, you're not talking to everybody else. You're actually talking to me. I need you. So we need to spend more time letting people feel what they're feeling, kind of giving words to something that's been floating around up there in thought soup that they haven't really even recognized or acknowledged. And when you give words to that, you become, you're seen as that go-to person. Does that make sense? Yeah, to totally. And it's more, it's also kind of changed the teaching style, right? Mm, like not exactly. Like I, I, I know like so, probably sometimes when I totally get caught up in things, I probably also talk to at people sometimes, but like I'm being like really conscious about it <laughs> and not like opening that space for them to go there. And for you Absolutely. just to be the guide, that's, that's a difference because we, we, you know, I, I think like after we left school, <laughs> nobody wants to be talked at anymore. <laughs> so having, having that shift in the conversation is really important. That's, that's very valuable because I know 
a lot of people who are listening probably do videos or are looking for ways how to market in a different way, how to do maybe a podcast or an online summit or whatever. So it's really good to be mindful of how to express what you want to say so it really gets to people's hearts instead of mm. just like the brain soup you described earlier. Like, yeah, I get that. Good. Good for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Too, too many times I think we um, have our own agenda when it comes to trying to help people. It's like, I know everybody in the whole world would benefit from what I do. And there is this strong drive and desire to change the world and be part of the good. And if we go out there and and do that with such zeal, but we haven't done the work of who am I best suited to serve, we end up missing the mark. Again, it's more like that one directional energetically of talking at people instead of talking with people. So another exercise is to really drill down about who you're serving. And I think a lot of people understand the value of kind of creating a core target audience, but they may not understand the why behind it. In fact, I hear a lot of clients who say, because I know that everybody in the world would love what I do, I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to say that I don't serve other people by niching down. So we need to really educate Niching down does not mean you are not willing to serve people who are not in your core target audience. Niching down helps you clarify your own messaging. For example, you're not going to talk to a 65-year-old human being the way you're going to talk to an 18-year-old human being. There are different subtleties that are going to help you be more relatable. Now, if you're targeting 65-year-olds, does that mean if an 18-year-old needed you, you aren't going to help them? No, it just means if you aim small, you'll miss small. So how can we have the language that really helps those people that you really want to serve know that you are the best fit for them. I just love that. If you aim small, yes, like have big dreams, right? Really go for it. So where, where, where do I start with this? How can I shift my mind to think bigger so that I, that I have more impact? Mm. So first of all, if you're really clear on why you're doing what you do, what is creating this passion in the first place, we're all being called to serve because there's something placed on our hearts. And so what is that? And why do you think you can make a difference? Um, a, A huge sadness that I see happening is that people do feel like they are, we call them a mission driven messenger. Nothing can be more heartbreaking than knowing you are a mission-driven messenger and you're trying to get clear on how to serve more people. And then suddenly, as you start to gain clarity and momentum, imposter syndrome sets in. You start to think about, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to teach. And then you'll have that monkey mind, that little, that little you say, But this has been said before. Other people are doing it. Look at all the very successful people who have gone before you and they already have all the audience there is to have. So you're really climbing up a hill that is 
insurmountable. And this is where you just need to put your hands squarely on that little me's voice and say, listen, I know you are trying to keep me safe because you want to keep me in the comfortable. You want to keep me where we've already experienced life. But if I'm going to grow and I'm going to serve more people, I have to take risks and venture beyond what is comfortable. And so we need to battle imposter syndrome over and over again. But when it comes to dreaming big, but aiming small, this core target audience idea, we want to get clear on what makes you passionate, why you're doing this. And we want to see who is this best served, you know, who am I best served to best suited to serve is what I'm trying to say. Who am I best suited to serve? And typically you are a version of who you're best suited to serve because we are all teaching what we most need to learn. (laughs) So if you can climb inside your own heart and mind of where you were five years ago and what you needed, that's going to really help you articulate what you can do that other people might need. And I feel that when it comes to not taking the time to create your core target audience, we end up trying to say a lot. We're going to say this better. We end up trying to talk about everything we know. We end up in essence saying a little bit about a lot of things, which isn't truly a value. We can get, we can Google it if we want to get a little tidbit, a little tip or strategy. But what we really do to break through and become known as the go-to person to establish thought leadership is when we can consolidate and focus and say a lot about a little. That narrowed focus helps you break through and become more known. So what are you passionate about? What is placed on your heart? What makes your heart sing? Also, finding passion could be what breaks your heart that you want to go solve or what really ticks you off that you want to eradicate. Those are all sources of passion. And once you're super clear on why you're doing what you do, it also helps you flesh out the words that will articulate why you are a champion of this. More questions in the brand DNA Helix are what have you researched and what are your results? When you can clearly communicate what goes into What makes you, you, all the books you've read, all of the people that you've followed, nobody on the planet has done exactly what you've done to get where you are. So you are a unique vessel of this information. Even, I mean, nobody is telling an original story. We are all regurgitating what we've learned, but it becomes unique because it's our lens on that information. Why do people listen to your podcast? Because they want to hear your take on these ideas. It's like, I could learn this from anybody, but I only want to learn it from Christine because she brings such heart to it. There's something you do that nobody else does. And that's why people listen to you. And we need to find that for each individual who's out there trying to serve more people so they can be as clear. I I just love that. That was so profound. I was just like, I'm I'm listening to myself in my course. (laughs) So it's it's so amazing. And I mean, no wonder you guys have been so successful with Brand Builders Group because you helped to hit multiple millions in your first year, right? I just want to give 
like recognition, a shout out, a compliment for such an achievement. And that is when you become so clear. That's why branding is so, so, so important because it will allow you to do so much more with the wonderful knowledge and gifts that you have and your special lens. So what I also love that you brought us a wonderful video course as a gift, First Step to Famous, which I love the title. <laughs> and we're going to put the link in the show notes. But tell, tell us like, what, what do I get when I sign up for that? I think that that is a great way to just learn about the power of personal branding. Is personal branding something that's going to help me serve more people? And at first blush, some people say, well, I'm not in this business to get famous. So let me clarify, you do want to become known as the go-to person in your space. You do absolutely want to establish thought leadership. So first step to famous really means how can I be more known in this space, in this industry where I'm trying to help people. So in this video series, it's just short four, four videos talking about what personal branding is, what it means to get clear on the problem you solve. It kind of tees up the whole idea of serving more people by getting clearer in the marketplace about how to articulate you. Yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah. And I, I personally think it might be a growth process to own that, that you want to be the go-to person. Because I remember when I started out, I was just happy that it worked. <laughs> and then the more people I, I had the fortune to work with to support and see the results, the more I was like, OMG, this needs to go into everyone's hand because I truly believe that if people are empowered, if people have a business that generates money and, you know, not just revenue, like profits for the entrepreneur, you have so much more choices. And I especially see women struggle in the heart-centered spiritual space because they think they have to give it all away. They over-deliver, they undercharge, and they just burn out. But now if you really turn the switch and all of a sudden you have a company that works beautifully, that gets you a lot of money into the door, that gives you power, that gives you choice. And with that, you know, your children will see you in a different light. You don't need to make choices out of a compromise. You can make choices because you can. And I think that's a huge difference. Just imagine how beautiful the world would be if we don't need to make choices on compromises anymore. But oh we could really come from the heart. I'm getting chills. I do. I, I am too, Christine. I, it, I really would love it if women could understand that there are some well-established thought patterns. There are some well-worn grooves that it may not even be our faults that we believe, but somewhere along the line, we bought that it is humble to, to play small that it is um, a good character trait to not associate spiritual growth with revenue. 
But the bottom line is, if you are helping somebody with something, there is a way to get compensated for that that stays in alignment. And I think that people step into their power when they recognize this thing that has been placed on my heart, I didn't place it there. And the only way I can truly serve is if I just grow into that. Imagine being this lighthouse, this beacon where the light is radiating in all directions from your truth, you won't be able to keep people away. But it doesn't serve anybody. It's it's actually a trick of the ego, in my mind, to say that I, I don't want to become more known. I, I really don't want the fame or I, I don't want to overcharge. I'm not suggesting that anybody overcharge. What I do know, though, is that the clearer you are on how you truly serve, when you have such a solid belief that who you are and what you do matters in the world, then you don't want to become the best kept secret anymore. You understand the way to change the world is to be known so that you can attract the kind of people that you are being called to serve. We, we can't help people if we're in the shadows. Yeah, I 100% agree. And and also, you know, doing this act is pretty selfish too, because you want to be in a world, you want to be surrounded by happiness, by beauty, by possibilities. You, you know, you don't want to play small. And for that, you kind of have to break out of that box that, you know, society growing up, whatever it was, kind of has put people in there. So I think it's like really being empowered, living the freedom, having choice. That's what life is about. And that's why I'm like so, so, so super passionate, especially with women, because I see that they have like this mindset around money that's not serving them, while men usually seem to accelerate more. And if we look how the wealth is distributed on the in the world, you know, it's it's mostly guys. It's a small percentage of women who play in those ranks of really being wealthy. And I think wealth is a birthright and we all can be empowered through it. So that's why I'm so passionate for people to learn how to sell with the heart because that's, you know, the positive influence, but also what comes back to them, their lives, their families, what helps them to make their dreams come true. So, you know, brand building totally fits in there. And I know you guys have such a beautiful way in doing it and supporting people that, yeah, it's just, I just want to thank you for, for the work you do. So Unfortunately, welcome. we are already out of time for this episode. I'm happy we get to speak soon. <laughs> so, but what would you love to leave our listeners with? I think the biggest thing is you are the only you on the planet and getting really close to that essence of why you do what you do will help you have more confidence and confidence brings clarity and clarity brings stronger messaging and you're way more likely to help the people you're wanting to help when you can articulate why you, why should somebody work with you? And we want to help you do that because we want to help you get out there and be that mission-driven messenger who can serve more people. 
Love it. Thank you so, so much for having been on the show today, Kristen. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Christine. It's been a pleasure. Well, time flies when you have fun. And I had a ton of fun with Kristen. I hope you too. I love the idea about branding, how to see branding, how to incorporate it in a really natural way while you focus on your clients. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and episode 349. You will find the show notes, the transcripts, all the links that connect to Kristen are just one click away. And while you're over there, make sure you sign up for the empowerment notes. If you have not already, we will send you empowerment right into your inbox with amazing tips, strategies, things I have been learning over the past years that I'm happy to share with you to support you on your entrepreneurial adventure. And if you have not subscribed and rated and reviewed Heart Sales Podcast, I would love if you can take a minute and hop on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a rating or review. Thank you so, so much for having been here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.